0: Hey, guys, it's episode number four. My next guest is Norman Hartman Jr. Guys, we had a conversation. It brought a lot of wisdom to the table. We had some conversations around just about everything. But like every episode, we have the conversation about transformation. And I think you might want to get to that section of the podcast. Listen to the whole thing. But you want to hear what he says about transformation. So, guys, thank you so much for joining. You are amazing. Share with a friend. Subscribe. All right, let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Transforming Lives. I'm, and I'm your host, Tony Kimball. So, I'm thankful that you joined us tonight excited as I am every Tuesday at seven p m uh central time where I have some amazing guests that are coming on that are prepared to share their amazing story here, at transforming lives. What we're doing is we're bringing amazing people with there's people with real with genuine people with real lives, and they're coming on to share their story with the hopes of um bringing transformation to those that are listening so it's no question about that tonight. Tonight's my guest. Um, Definitely, he's not a stranger to me, but he may be someone uh, new to this, my particular platform. I'm excited. Um, And I want to go ahead and kind of give you a background on him. I'm excited about tonight's conversation and what will be shared. Our our guest is Norman Hartman, Jr. Norman was born in Columbus. He's a native of West Georgia. He's the husband of Anna Hartman and the father of two children, Victoria and Matthew. Norman is a graduate of Columbus State University and Troy University where he earned his bachelor's degree and music education and his MBA respectively. Norman stems from a family of ministers. He is continuing the legacy of ministry started by his mother, the late Dr. Anne L. Hartman and his father, Dr. Norman Hartman Sr. Norman served six years in the bacon industry providing financial services to families and small businesses. Norman later became a full-time outreach minister and entrepreneur to better serve the needs of the community. As an outreach minister, he has established partnerships to form a community-based GED and job readiness program, as well as coalitions geared towards poverty reduction and community development, right? So as an entrepreneur, he teaches financial literacy and promotes home Ownership through his company, Firm Grip Properties. Norman is also the author of The Christian Man and Pornography, which speaks to the power that God gives every man to overcome the addiction. In all, Norman seeks to empower others through faith and economics. Guys, look, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm about to bring him on. Hey, we're about to get this thing going. It's gonna be some powerful, inspiring, Um, information that's going to come to us so let's go ahead and get this thing going and we are going to begin to just talk about transformation guys it's important Uh, last week again originally I scheduled it for 30 minutes man we went to almost 45 minutes in an hour so I enough with trying to uh, schedule this or trying to Put this into a box it's so much bigger than that and as you heard from the bio it's um you know uh, for me uh, definitely knowing the family and the impact that the family has had on me and it's definitely a pleasure to bring on all right there we go what's going on good sir all is well all is well all is well how are you doing this fine tuesday i guess it's tuesday brother it's been running i i, I don't necessarily have this particular criteria it's just who's got lays on my heart and i i'm thankful that you uh accepted the opportunity to come on so yeah yeah in choosing you know it, it's it's just connecting with people that you know just sharing their stories and brother you know it, it ain't no question uh, you know, how the impact your family, your mother, your father, your your brothers, your sisters, everybody has had on my life. So I said it was no question on, you know, asking you to come on and, and just share your story with us and um, just have a conversation. <laughs> That's basically it. Yes, sir. So, you know, usually I come out with one question uh and, and as i told everybody you know i i shared I, I i try to do questions to kind of be a little orderly but this stuff not working out for me so we'll we'll try a couple of questions but i know how this thing is going to go so so you know tell us a little, something interesting about yourself most people don't know some interesting okay. stuff.
1: um some people people who really know me know this I'm often in the limelight, but I'm really cool being in the shadows. Like I was <laughs> laughing with uh, my wife the other day. I was like, and I'll, I'll explain this. I was like, I'm really cool if if I wanted to be a stay-at-home dad, being a stay-at-home dad, uh-huh. but I was like, uh-huh. I would be a bomb stay-at-home dad. Like my kids, like we would be uh, doing field trips to New York, going to the stock exchange. You know what I'm saying? We'll be going study abroad. Like, you I would do it to the most, you know what I'm saying? So right. I give all and whatever it is that I do, but I don't need a, a stage. I don't need a spotlight, man. I just, I, I love growing and being able to do what I do. Absolutely. That, that's, that's good to hear. I, now, I don't know if I'm ready for the stay
0: at home dad thing. Now, I, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I can, In fact, when I get off, I got to go get, you know, uh, check on the boys. So, um, when we when we begin to look at transformation, you know, one of the things we 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 try to find out is, you know, there were some influences in your life. So, you know, who who you know who's been the biggest? Uh, you know, who are some people that have had influence in your life or on your life?
1: It's, I mean, it's going to sound cliche, but hands down, my, my mother. Man, she was just before her time in terms of all the things that God used her to do in a, um, a small Southern um, arena as a, a female leader who achieved a lot of things. It's amazing going back and look at all, looking at all of the things that she was able to achieve. And I'm like, wow, um, she did it at such a young age and she was led by God. Um, it wasn't based on her level of education. Uh, although she didn't allow that to hold her back, mm-hmm. um, she was able to be here for her family as well as, you know, kind of bloom later in life into her purpose. And when I say later into her life, you know, I was already of age and can kind of see and, and track and see what was going on in her life and, and watch the process come into fruition. And so just the life that she led, watching her struggle and, and, and balance those things as best as she, she could. And man, just a life well lived. Like I'm still feeding off of a lot of the lessons that I've learned really from both of my parents, but especially my mother, because she, she took, she took the things that she wanted to do to another level.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think we could stay right there and, <laughs> and really talk about, because in fact I'm going to pull out, here's my, here's my notebook. Although it, and it's getting years sir it's it's about ten let's see no, 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 it's not ten years. Hold up, that was two thousand four two thousand seven, so I oh, still man. have my notebook um from that particular point in time that I was in Asheville, so yeah um the the, the impact is. <laughs> is is wow yeah we 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 could talk about that all night uh mm, still feeding on that so that's that's oh whew. that that's great to hear um we we know that your family is and has had an impact on generations um and I almost <laughs> I almost repeated the whole uh <laughs> the mission <laughs>
1: Man, we still have that mission, man. We, we just changed it just a little bit, but the framework, like 80% of it's still there. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's like I know it by heart. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you talked about your mom, your dad. You know, share some of the important lessons that you've learned in your life. <laughs> share with the viewers.
1: Yeah, so. Um, as you mentioned, my mom and dad, I'll talk about the, the mix of it, because I'm right in the thick of it now, being a parent. I am uh, 31. I'll be 32. This month, actually on the 19th birthday month, for will be here. And I've got two little ones, man. They they were growing by leaps and bounds. They just turned three in November, and they were in the K-3 program. So, you know, there's a little distance between me and them. We're doing the whole homeschool thing. But you know, now there's kind of distance. So I'm right in the thick of where I was when I was that age, you know what I mean? When mom was ministry and dad was working. So I remember, especially now in retrospect, uh, mom was building the ministry. Uh She was, you know, continuing to put countless hours into it. And dad had to hold the fort down financially. So he had to work two, three jobs. I remember he was a supervisor where he would go and, um, just all hours of the night, man. Sometimes he'd be going and coming in terms of uh, the work that he was putting in. He was a music of, um, minister of music at our church. However, sometimes he had to play at someone else's church. So he would go um, get off of his job from from third shift and then run, fly in Sunday morning to get on the, uh, the keyboard and play for, to fulfill those duties. And so I just remember just that overlap And what I took from my dad is like, you know, a man always needs to take care of responsibilities. A man always takes care of his family. like I'm still to this day the last person to get shoes in my house. Like uh, my kids are going to get their shoes first. My wife is going to get her shoes. Because I remember when my dad, he'd have holes in his shoes, you know, just trying to make sure everybody else had everything that they needed. So even to this day, some of those things that I learned, I'm like, yeah, I want to emulate that. Not that I always have to, but if I ever have to sacrifice to put my family first, I definitely want to do that. So if there's anything that I learned from my father is about that sacrifice uh, that a man puts in for his family. And then, of course, for my mom is like, hey, look, when you put God first, when God says something, that you can do it. You need to be confident in it because uh, God gives you the plan. He gives you the vision. He lays that out before your life. But you trust him through the process. You trust him through the process. You won't always know what it looks like. Uh, she was a woman of faith. And so faith is very important because uh, you can't always see further than the hand in front of you right, right. you know life sometimes is, is really dark and bleak in terms of knowing what direction it is and knowing, okay, uh, what what the next turn is going to be. you know, you think about sometimes your GPS, when you're driving in the car and you're in a place where it's, that signal is roaming right. and I'm getting close to that exit, you know, I know I'm getting close to that turn. And then at the last minute, it tells you to make that turn left or turn right. Sometimes life is like that. You know, you're not always getting the, the vision or getting the turns well ahead of time. Sometimes you're getting it just in enough time to, to make that decision. And so I'm right there, man. I'm right there in the thick of it. I'm in the thick of being an entrepreneur a business owner, my wife, uh, working with um, her uh, business partner, and they're growing. So we both are in that entrepreneurial kind of mind frame. So there's a lot of faith um, right. that we have to execute. But at the same time, it's like, look, if, if I need to make some sacrifices for my family, as much as I love doing what I'm doing, I got to make sure my family is taken care of.
0: Oh, man, you, you, you've you dropped some powerful, what, what I consider, what I call life gems. Uh, because <clears throat> when we look at it as, you know, two men being on right now, that that's the role that it becomes where it becomes, you know, dying to yourself or putting yourself back to make sure your family is taken care of that. That's something that, you know, it, it takes transformation in that area as well. So to hear what you're saying is definitely powerful. And faith, um, woo. <laughs> I, I I learned faith in, in Asheville, North Carolina. I, it, you know, I, that's why I learned what faith was there, and how those little seeds are still germinating years on down, and it that that's whoo. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm I'm going through interviewing you, but man, you 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 striking up. <laughs> come with it, Doc. Come with it. You come coming. So these lessons, and I, and I was thinking about today, man. I was laughing at, uh, at, at at Pastor Mike. I was I was laughing at him, and I was saying, we sat there in that college dorm room and was feeding off of. Sunday, but Monday through Saturday we were still feeding. It, it this whole impact. So this, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. wow, wow, wow! And and to see what is happening with your family is is definitely an, encouraging. And what you just said of being able to, because being an entrepreneur is is a little different. I can attest to that. It's, <laughs>
1: You do as an entrepreneur, you know this. You you do more than you get paid for. It's just the nature of the business, right. and you have to do that. You know what I mean. And so you, for years, put in that exercise and put in that work ethic. And a lot of people, from a business standpoint, they look at it and they're like, "Oh man, I, I want to be my own, bo- my own boss." Count the costs before you do that. You know what I mean? It's it's nothing to be afraid of. But at the same time, a lot of people. They see the, uh, and I don't know if we can name drop, but they see all the the motivational speakers out there and then they read somebody's book and they think because they, you know, trying to operate and, and, and think on those thoughts and things are just going to come their way and, and just knock and opportunities are going to be knocking the doors down. It's like, nah, it doesn't work like that. A lot of these books are written in retrospect 20 years after grinding and after putting in and work. So, you know, it's different, but man i wouldn't change it for the world because you get to see god work in ways that you don't when you're depending on a consistent paycheck right right you get to see god work in miraculous ways and it builds your faith. um and it makes you stronger and it, it gives you the courage to do things that you never thought you'd be able to do and so man it's, it's a blessing in disguise but uh just just a nugget for those folks who um are quick to jump out there in the business game. Don't be afraid of it, you know what I mean? Take it head on, but at the same time, you know, definitely count that cost and um just just be up for the journey.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that, that that's it right there, man, because if you don't and I like what you said about when you're necessarily reading um some of the um the speakers or the gurus, you you have to take into account <laughs> They're talking fifteen, twenty years, ten years, a decade of even what you just said to to, to us about uh, about Bishop and 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 Doctor Norman. Like I was listening, like hold up, all I saw was they were there, but I saw none of that. So yeah. I, I'm glad you stopped and brought that out because sometimes we think that we're going to get just oh. We're there. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So entrepreneurship is uh one thing that is 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 it it, it it's some joy in it, but you got to grind. <laughs> you got to grind, yeah. So um we're 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 getting to a point here where I wanna ask you this question. What does the word transformation, you know, what what does it mean to you?
1: So the amazing thing is, you know, life continues to change and you continue to learn. So transformation for me now is continual. Always being on the chopping block, Mm. Uh, you know, how to put myself out there. Norman, how do you grow? How do you improve? Uh, What lessons do you need to be learning? What things do you need to be sacrificing at this time? So transformation is not so much about seasons and off seasons, but it's about a daily, uh a daily process Mm. of growth and submitting to that process, whatever it may be, you know, doing what and as a man of faith, as a man um submitted to God, I'm like, okay, God, what is it that I need to be working on right now? And I'll I'll just tell you like there are there are some campaigns that I've had for my business that I've got right now on my computer. And God is like, look right now, especially last year. And I have so much favor last year uh, that if, if we have time to talk about that, I will, but God is like, I need you to focus on your relationship with me like all year. Like there's some things that I need to get to you. There's some things that I need to reconstruct. And I'm like, well, God, I got this marketing plan. I got this business plan. I want to increase and grow the business. He's like, look, Just focus on what I told you to focus on. I want to take you to the next level. And I got some things that I want to transform inside. So it's just a process of growth. It's like, what do you do when you're David and you're out there and you're a shepherd? You're used to protecting the sheep and you're fighting them. You're fighting off wolves. You're fighting off, uh, you know, bears. You're fighting off. All harmful things, and so right. you kind of used to that you mm-hmm. Now God sends you in the battle. That's what you're used to. But then now you're being called into something that you're not even asking for, something that you're not familiar with, and now you're having to walk that out. And so it's like, wow, okay, you know that might have been uncomfortable for David because he's used to being out there in the sheep pen and being out there in the pasture. And working with them, and God is like, look, I've got something different for you. And sometimes, when you look at that, it's not necessarily where you're going in terms of elevation, right? Or that we're always God is just has us on an upward tra- trajectory. Right. Sometimes it's just that, like, no, I just want you to work on something different. I want you to build some different skills. And so, last year was so refreshing for me because I was renewed, and it gave me the proper focus. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to something that you were talking about in um, one of your other Move Monday videos, and you were talking about not measuring yourself by other people or by the goals of other people. And so too often, you know, we'll look aside and we'll see somebody in the same industry as us, or somebody that is doing similar things to what we're doing, and we compare ourselves to that person. And so we can get ourselves in this rat race, even as entrepreneurs, even as free thinkers, and it's like, nah, no, I'm not gonna do that. And so let me tell you, man, what happened like last year when I focused on what God had for me to focus on. Some of my business relationships changed to where my partners were like, look, um, we're going to take care of this part of the business. um, So I didn't have to be as uh, present in those particular things. Um, I just, you know, so I'm in real estate investing world. And so as whereas I was just killing it you know 2019 in terms of looking at you know websites and trying to buy uh you you know equipment and all this kind of stuff this time he's like look i like to do that all i need you to do is just do site visits once a week (laughs) you know what i mean i'm like too easy and you know god connected me with um some financial partners that were like look um We have not done this for, you know, we've always wanted to get into the real estate business, but you know, we don't understand the risk. We want to work alongside you and perhaps participate with you. So now I've got a team that I'm able to manage and work with. So all that came out of at the same time being obedience. And I was thinking that I was supposed to grind and make that happen myself and guys like, look, you don't know what I'm going to do. All I need you to do is focus on what I asked you to do and I'll take care of the rest.
0: So, so you sir, so we not we not moving from there you, so we continue this
1: no 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 no
0: there's no period that the investor in sir no, no, no. that's oh ah, i'm scratching my head because that's that's the thing where like you have something you're like yeah i'm about to go do it i'm about to go do it and when you listen and hear god it's like God to say no. You're <laughs> like no, and he's like no. God, I put my time into this, and it's like God said no, and and that speaks to where He has such a
1: much better plan for us. <laughs> yeah. If I can, if I can tell you all the plans that I have for myself. Cause I'm I'm a I'm a goal goal oriented person, mm-hmm. and so even since I was um, very kind of the same way as my as, as my brother Mike, you know mm-hmm. Mike very young, he he knew that he wanted to go play professional football and all this right. kind of stuff. And he used to sleep at night with two footballs under his arms, and so that's the kind of household that I grew up in. You know, watching right. my brother do that, and what, I'm like, man, I, I I have to grow and go, and so I was a goal oriented person. But I tell you, man, all of the goals and plans that I have pale in comparison to what God has planned, or has had planned for me. Um, and a lot of it has been internal change, man. Right. Just change, like how I deal with things, how I deal with situations like because a lot of that happens, man, like a lot of. Navigating through life, mm-hmm. or navigating through uh, channels of success, let me say that way is just being built for the opposition is being how how do you handle disappointments how do you handle challenges how do you handle setbacks all those different things and so typically the people that make it through are the people who continue to, to pace themselves and keep their feet moving through those types of situations and so the the greatest thing for us that we have as the believer is that we don't go through life alone Right. So if God tells you to take a detour. It's not a detour in God's mind. It's only a detour from your plan. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And so you mess around with God and God will fast track you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And because I, I believe all day, man, in Matthew 6 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, righteousness, and all these things will be added, man. So, No matter what situation I'm in, whether I'm working with my hands, whether I'm, you know, working my business, working somebody else's job, I still have to put God first, man, and trust that He takes takes care of His people every time, and He does, man. Like we we don't go lacking, we don't go wanting with those different things, and so um, I find that what I went through last year prepared me for what I'm going through. Yes, this at this time this year because my schedule has picked up. I'm having to manage more things, more leadership opportunities. I won't talk about about the resume, about all these different things, but I'm just saying, man, like God has really opened up a lot of opportunities for me to to wear a lot of hats in this season. And it's like, okay, now I see why I needed that time to rest, I see why I needed that time to shoulders because God knew exactly what was coming in 2021.
0: And, and that's the thing where he does, where you spoke about God working on the internal part, that building that structure within so that like you're talking about, when you step into this now, you're able to, you know, withstand it. You're, you're able to do it the way God wants to do it. And that's, I, I'm going to say, you know, it's hard, but it's hard to our plans. Like we, we have to, you know, that that surrendering. Of ourselves and say, well, all right, you know, God, I'm going to do it your way, right? Because cause you said this right here, and and it leaped to me. Um, For us, we moved to a different town. And it happened so quick, man, that I wrestled with God with it for a minute. Like, I, I, I wrestled with it. I wrestled with it. I was like, no. And, and, and God dried up some things around us. That I had no other choice. Like, you're looking for this new word from God? You're looking for it? No, I told you I need you to go here. <laughs> and funny. he would dry up a place or dry up a resource that you consider to be a resource to get you to go where he wants you to go. And yes, sir. Yeah.
1: Sir. yeah. man. <laughs> yes, sir. And so, man, I find that as the the difference in uh, can we name drop on on the on the channel? Yeah, no, it's
0: fine. It's fine.
1: The difference in somebody like uh, a Tony Robbins and like what you do and what I do is that we're believers, right? And so our responsibility is to God first. You know what I mean? That's the different thing. Is because. We're not just trying to transform people naturally. We're transforming people spiritually. And so God raises us up strategically, right? God raises us up so that the fruit that's on the inside of us can be clearly shown and visible. And so the affluence and the influence is just a means by where we can attract people that um, are in a similar light people that are grinding and do have the same mindsets and the same ideals working in the same industry. And so God just uses those things. You know, you look at uh, people like Joseph and people like Daniel. Mm-hmm. Who, and this is the crazy thing, man, like um, to, yeah, I'm just going to say it to, to, to the minorities out there, to the, to, to to our black folks out there that are listening. I know different people are listening. Uh, or if you, if you're in a position where, um, that seems unfavorable. Look at Daniel, uh, look at Joseph who we were, um, enslaved. Right. Uh, when you look at Joseph, Joseph was personally sold into slavery. And then when you look at Daniel, um, th- that was a time of captivity for the entire nation, right? An entire nation of people were subjugated to an entire, um, other nation of people. Mm-hmm. But look, God still placed favor on their lives Why did God place that favor on their lives? Because he wanted to communicate something uh, and grasp the mind of the leadership. So if you're in a position and you're being elevated, don't reflect on yourself. Don't reflect Uh, as other men do. Realize that God wants the fruit that he's placed on the inside of you. He's elevating you for a certain reason. Um, I remember being in a situation, and and I'll say it this way. To where um, when I was working uh, a particular business mm-hmm. uh, in a particular industry, God would give me countless opportunities to pray with people. Uh, there would be people in positions of leadership that were in uh, positions that were higher than me. Mm-hmm. But their lives, they they had situations in their lives that they didn't know how to handle. Sure. And they would be like, look, I, I feel bad coming to you because, you know, you know. Uh, You're you're my subordinate. But it's like, look, I'm not subordinate. I'm just I'm just in a position, you know, to serve. But I've got something greater in me. I've got something in me that you need. That's greater (laughs) than your salary. That's greater than your position. And I don't say that out of no, no. I say that that because I know uh, what God is doing and what God has placed on the inside of me. And so I say that, you know, whether you're working a corporate job, whether you're stepping out to do something, uh, a business, you gotta think Christ first, business second, uh, and allow God's hand to be on that business and be on that job or whatever it is that you're that you're in to lead and guide you because God is sending you to men. Right. Um, you look at last thing I'll say, man. I don't mean to preach tonight, but you look at um, Jesus is the Lord.
0: Good. <laughs>
1: um, when he went after uh, his disciples. He um changed the he flipped their profession, you know. He was his disciples and they were fisher, they, they were fishermen, and they did they could not catch anything that particular day. And uh, Jesus performed a miracle, told them to launch out into the deep, the nets, and the catch and caught so many fish uh that the nets began to break. And so Jesus used that and to associate the number of souls that he wants them to, to reach and to save. And so, man, if, I'm, if you're in the financial industry, if you're in the educational industry, don't just go out there and touch the minds of the people. Go out there and touch the souls of the people and turn their hearts back to God. Brother,
0: Lord, <laughs> listen.
1: <laughs> no matter
0: how I try to do these things on the different platforms, it always comes back to the central thing. I, I cannot do transformation from a um, you know, from a perspective of just um, it being and, I, and I'm kind of lost for words for some reason. It, it, it has to be a spiritual aspect of it. No matter how I try like now, it, it's still coming back that it has to be spiritual and it has to be Centered on Christ. No matter how I try, <laughs> My
1: little plan? Because, because, see, they're they're walking in a light, but that light is material. Right. We're walking in the light, and that that light is internal, uh-huh. because we know who we are and we know whose we are.
0: Right.
1: You know what I mean, and so. Man, when you know whose you are and you know who you are, that is transformation. Right. That is the ultimate transformation. And so, yes, God does want us to uh, to go out and to be successful and to do all those different things, I believe, because it brings him uh, brings glory to his name. When we, when we are good stewards and when we manage things well, you know, God doesn't God don't want us to be a defunct people. You know what I mean? You right, right, right. don't want our um, credit scores to be jacked up. And then, you know, for everything, like, no, no, like we need to be on our game. We need to be taking care of our responsibilities. You know what I mean? So like we can fight with both hands, you know what I mean? We're ambidextrous in this thing. And so I love what you're doing in the ministry that you're, that you're doing because you're talking about transformation, but as you're talking to people, they're getting something greater than what they expected, which was some type of, um, Financial or monetary gain, or maybe some type of transformation in their business, but it's this is a life change, this is a mindset change, it's a heart change. Right? And I, I'll be quiet, I'm sorry, I'm no,
0: no, we're good, brother. Hey, look, no know, ain't no <laughs> no, you ain't got no time living on you, sir. We, we're just we, we're, this conversation is rich because you know, when I talked about just this wrestle, it, it wasn't a wrestle with God. All right? for lack of better words, I'm going to use that term. You know, the thing that I heard was genuine people with real lives. Where people, and i never forget this, uh, Bishop Dr. Anna Harmon said, uh, never forget this, uh, you know, they rather, uh, people rather see a sermon than hear a sermon. And even in this platform here of people hearing, and it reaches more, you know, people Um, and it reaches people that might not step into the church, but it reaches people to hear it. And it only takes, you know, this segment right here, they're listening to it and they're hearing this to, 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 to find out what are you talking about? And it may not be me, but it's somebody that they will encounter that they would, that begin to see that internal light. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, We begin. We're, we're talking about. We, we talked about transformation, and just sprung up all this stuff. So, in transformation, it's about growing, but sometimes we hit stumbling blocks. Um, and, and, and one thing that I, you know, would like for you to share uh, with our, our viewers tonight is um, everything's not always good sometimes, and there are things where um, you talked about praying with people and we encounter stumbling blocks in our lives it's just it is what it is and and what i want you as an author you you have a book for, uh that you've uh that you've written that is, is out it's the christian man and pornography and this is you know these you know people are start, <laughs> people start logging off they're like no we don't talk about this that but this is something about- that this is something that plagues not only the, the the male population, but also the female population, both of them. It's not just one, but I want you to share a couple of things because that's a hurdle.
1: Man, um, let me just say, too too much of my life was private, and I'll be honest to say, it wasn't by design. It was just by by virtue of uh, how life was lived, and so. I talked about the part of, you know, mom and dad grinding and doing their things, dad, you know, working two or three jobs, mom doing ministry, all those different things. Uh, My siblings are growing up and going off to school, doing all different things and had you know, great family time. Uh, But at the same time, you know, there are some things that you that you get into, you know what I mean? And so um, in emulating the things that I love and emulating my parents, there are a lot of good things that I learned. Uh, but then, you know, we as individuals, we also have struggles. And so I remember, you know, just kind of um, being at home by myself and being exposed to certain things on TV, you know, being exposed to certain things on the computer and, you know, growing up in a household where, you know, both your parents and the ministry it's like, man, I, I can't talk about that. You know what I mean? I can't talk right. about, a, you know, what I just saw because it's like, like, how am I going to be perceived? And, you know, as I, as I got older and, you know, kind of. Uh, dealing with pornography, not really wanting to per se, because I knew in in having my relationship with God, it's not something that I was supposed to be doing. Right. You know, create me to be on the computer screen, watching different women and, you know, doing all these different things. Like that's not how we would create it. Um, Even though we know that having a sexual desire or, or nature is a good thing. You know, you see that in Genesis where, Adam is like, man, you know, this is woman. This is f- uh, flesh, bone of my bone, flesh, in my flesh, in my flesh, bone of my bone. You know what I mean? Um, and so, it's a good thing for them, for man and woman, to be together. But it's another thing for it to be perverted. And so, right. um, my addiction to pornography was just that uh, I got a taste of something that I couldn't control, and I didn't know who to go and talk to. Not to say that I would have been uh, judged by my parents or by my peers, but I had built this wall around myself and um, this was persona because I I was seen in a certain light, right? You know, being being a pastor's kid, you know, there's the pressure of, uh, you know, do I need to be perfect? Do I need to be seen like my parents, all these kind of things? And so it's like, man, surely I can't talk about this with other people. Right. And so I I walled myself in, uh, that was my Achilles heel. I dealt with it um, as a preteen. I dealt with it as a teenager going on into college um, as an adult, even in my marriage. That thing seeped into my marriage. And so one of the things that really did it for me and I'm skipping over a lot of things. I talk about it more in in detail in the book, but um, I was angry. I was angry with with God for a second because. I thought that marriage was supposed to fix that fix that problem. I thought that you know, since I was going to be having uh, sex now and having sex frequently, that I wouldn't have to deal with issue of pornography or you know even wanted to watch that. But uh, one of the things I said in the book is like it's like pouring gasoline on the fire right because now you're able you know your mind is going to things that you can actually participate in you know now it's legal for you and so now it's nothing for you to see this type of activity you want to explore more things um and then when it comes you know that time of the month or you know all these different things especially when you got kids in the mix and and everything and you know, stars on the line and it's like okay maybe i can go and get my quick fix really quick and i was <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i was angry with god because i was like why am i a married man still dealing with this like this like i'm tired of this and then it hit me i was like if i don't get rid of this i'm gonna pass this down to my kids Mm -hmm. what if i'm doing something to my son happens to look over my shoulder and i've exposed him to something that now this is an image that he can't uh get rid of something he struggled with and that's not to say That we as parents can protect our children from all things because we can't. You know, my parents couldn't protect me from being exposed, and so we can't always be there twenty four hours a day to protect our children from being exposed to everything. But what we can do is talk candidly about um, uh, about how to overcome these things. One of the things that I um, really the, the key and solution to the book is focus and. Who has your focus and where is your focus? And um, God has to have your focus. And it it really comes down to time spent. You know, where are you spending your time? Um, And so there are no shortcuts. You know, when you think about the body, if you want the body to look a certain way, there are no shortcuts to making the body look a certain kind of way. I promise you, you can do all sorts of things. Uh, There are no shortcuts to diet. Diet, it will show up in your body. But the good thing is, if you're doing the right things, Right. If you if the right things have your focus, then it will. you can't hide that either. You know what I mean? Right. It's going to show up on your body. And so it's the same thing. When God has your focus uh, and when you give God your attention and focus, it shows. It shows up in your life. It shows up in your character. It shows up in your desires. And so um, part of in that book, I talk about how to do that. Now, since then, since that time, here's something that I would add to the book. Um uh, if I was having this con- if I was having this conversation now, and that is you need community, you need strong community to help you focus people to keep, to keep you accountable and people that you can uh, help them to be accountable, strong people, people who are giving their focus and attention to God, people who are, are serious about this thing in life and they don't want vices to hold them back. Uh, ultimate, ultimately, ultimately. In their relationship with God, but um, also uh, vices can show up in other areas, and they can show up in your relationships and start to destroy those things. Um, it, you know, these things like uh, give, being given over into to, to lust can destroy, can and does destroy marriages. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I, by way of infidelity, uh, to where uh, men or women feel like they've got to have. Um, you know, multiple partners or you feel like your spouse or whatever the case may be is not fulfilling you emotionally, um, whatever those different things. And so if you're not covered properly, not just by yourself, but double down with community, you're exposed. Right. And so, um, I live life now in community. I have my time with God, um, and I give God my focus. But I also live life in community with people that have the opportunity to challenge me, uh, people that have a, an opportunity to call me out on the carpet. And guess what? It's, it's pushing me to grow and to expand. And uh, the last thing I would say about this, and for, for those who know a little something about church, um, when you look at the Bible, you can find chapters and verses, right? So mm-hmm. the chapters and verses in the Bible make it easier for us to read it and dissect it. But when it was first written, it wasn't that way. Mm -hmm. It was the same way that you would write a letter to somebody, right? So when they wrote this letter, this was before the printing press and all the technology that we had. So people weren't able to take all this stuff home with them. So what what did that mean? That mean that people more than often were were, uh, participating in community. They were growing together. If they were reading something, say if if, if they were in um, uh, Galatia and Paul had written uh, written a letter to them to the Galatians, they were all reading that, hearing that letter together, and then they were all discussing and talking about what does this mean. And so uh, the principle of how I would have compared that today is the Bible talks about iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing when we're on when we're on this I, IG live right now. We're sharpening each other. Uh, we're talking with one another and God is giving you a revelation and God is giving me a re- revelation. And we're one and so This isn't a one-time thing that we're doing. This is, this should be something that we do frequently with people. Why? Because when we do this frequently with one another, it challenges us to grow. And guess what? When we're growing, then we can bear fruit. Why? Because we're putting the right things in us. We're positioning Our roots are, uh, are are firmly entrenched by the by the rivers of living water, right. um, which is the word which is the word of God, and the Spirit is able to take root in us. So, uh, just the two things I would say again. So I went through that, um, and I'll say this: it's not something you get rid of. It's no. Every day, I've got to make a decision to give God my focus. It's just like this: let's say um I was preparing for a bodybuilding show, right? And so you know, I've got to eat the chicken and the brown rice and the protein shakes and all this kind of stuff. I got to go to the gym two times a day and all this kind of stuff. That's great, and I may look really good for a show. But if I stop that type of rigor and I stop that type of diet, guess what? I will eventually regret. We tend to think about it the same way when it comes to spiritual things, you know, we'll go on a fast here or, you know, we'll go to a revival there. But little by little, we get back to our normal habits. And so it has to be a life change. And I don't for those that are like, oh, my gosh, like, you know. Does that mean that you're sitting in your room and meditating for four hours? No, I, I enjoy my life. I have fun. I enjoy my wife. I enjoy my kids, you know, and I'll watch things that bring me joy, but my focus, my focus has to be on God and that, that, that keeps me where I need to be.
0: So, you know, one of the things when we, when, when we're having this conversation about pornography, you know, one of the things is, is that it, I think one of the things that really fuels it is hiding. And hiding fuels it to a point that you can't be on the live right now discussing it. Or it, there's freedom in this right here. Um, yeah. And <laughs> the freedom is is that I, I'm, I'm not bound to it. I'm. I'm not. And for you to write the book, I mean, I, I can uh, remember curses in my life where, until, I like what you said. Until God can be your focus, you can't do it willpower. You forget that. <laughs> you forget <laughs> willpower. It ain't. Hey, brother, it's gonna break. It, it ain't. And, and to you, and for you being so open, it brings. I'm gonna use the word value to people. But it brings this opportunity for people to be open to the say, look, what is this holding me in my life? And we may try to get all these other things right, but it just may be this thing here that's holding us up. And, and, and a misconception I used to have all the time is that I used to just put it on men. <clears throat> but that's something that plagues both genders. And I love what you said about community you 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 can never fight that battle by yourself because if you're trying to be the judge and jury um, <laughs> you're always gonna find yourself not guilty but <laughs> it, it doesn't work out like that you know so uh I, I appreciate you bringing that to the forefront because it affects you in every part of your life it's not like um and, and I can agree with you. Once you get married, you're like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and if we don't address those things, yeah. there become some hurdles, man.
1: <laughs> As they say, that's real talk. That's some hurdles. Real talk. <laughs> and, uh, that's a blessing of it. You, know, you may have some marry for our like Talk to your spouse and, you know, kind of scan I think we all adults here. Talk to your wife. Talk, talk to your spouse about that. Right. Y'all have these conversations um, about what expectations and expectations change, um, you know, for both male and female. You know, um, if, if you got somebody that's working two or three jobs, you know what I mean? It can affect them in different ways. It can affect your sexuality, or it can diminish your drive. Right. And so those are things that you really need to talk about um, in serving one another. You know, if you don't feel like um, having traditional and I know this is not a sex talk, but if you don't feel like having not uh, tr- traditional sex all the time, talk about it. You know what I mean? Okay. What are some options and alternatives and things that y'all can talk about? Because it's service to one another. It's it's and it's not just sexually, but you're serving one another in life. You know, you can you're considering that that person as as yourself. You know what right. I mean? So if uh, if I'm your spouse. And uh, I'm tired, you know what I mean, because I've had a long day at work. You know, consider yourself in that situation, man. You know, how would I feel, and how would I want to treat myself when I'm tired? And the person on the other end is thinking, okay, how how do I want to be treated when my hormones are going out of control? Correct. Right. You know what I mean. Is is there any way that we can compromise on these different things so that we can make sure that we both have what we need? And it's not always gonna it's not gonna be perfect. You know what I mean. Just because you have that conversation one time doesn't mean that it's going to continue to change. And just because you see improvements uh, on either end doesn't mean that that person is always going to 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 be there. I I remember having a conversation uh, with with some folks. And one of the things that we talked about is that your spouse is not your slave, nor uh, your hero. And so your, your, your spouse is not your slave, meaning that they're not supposed to be there to do, to fulfill your every need. They're not going to be able to fulfill your every desire. And this is more than just sex. You know, there are going to be some situations that, uh, say, for instance, if I am working in my business and I'm trying to figure something out in relationships, mm-hmm. uh, maybe wife be able to give me some insight. But if she don't understand that, part of part of the business, right. then I'm going to have to go to somebody else to get that information. Or I may have to go and do some research on that, right? Yeah. Uh, and so just kind of carbon copy that to other areas of your life is that your spouse is not your slave, but your spouse is not all also, uh, your spouse is not your hero, which if you're expecting your, your spouse to be your lifeline every time you find yourself in a difficult situation, uh, then you're going to be in trouble. Because there may be some times that, you know what I mean? You come home, y'all both had a rough day. And you need to vent. They, right. they, can't, they can't be the trash can. Right. You know what yes. I mean? So what do you do in, those, in that situation? So it's got to be beyond just you depending on your spouse to take care of your sexual needs or taking care of your emotional needs and all those different things. Yes, we help to the best of our ability, but when we have tapped out, we've got to have another lifeline that doesn't tap out you know what i mean and that's got to be our primary source and so that is that is the difference for me that i try to keep before me man is that god is a life source and um me and my wife and i we are serving one another to the best of our ability and we do not uh give each other a hard, try not to <laughs> we try not to give each other a hard time about that we're growing in that you know, we're seeing progress. Right. And so, you know, with that, man, it, it just goes back to have that communication with your spouse, but don't make them your slave. Don't make them your hero.
0: So I got my pen and I, and I can't <laughs> find my calendar right now, but best believe th- this part, this little segment right here. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. It, I, I don't know. I know this is Marge. I don't know when April or May we, we're gonna have to because this is a silent killer. <laughs> this kills a lot, and you try to protect it. But what you just said about serving one another and having that conversation um, is is definitely important. <laughs> Because if you don't, man, fail communication is... Uh, it, it's, it's, it is... it's, Yeah, it's going to be some confrontation in there. <laughs> no question. <It's> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I already got it written down, sir. I'm I, I writing it down <laughs> in my mind. It's going to come back up. I don't know what month, but, uh, because, yeah, ooh, yeah 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 i yeah. I'm, I'm gonna talk to you <laughs> Let's do it, Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so um you know we've talked about a lot tonight and this definitely has been impactful um every segment of it and i and, I, and my my hopes are as those that are, see this as replay and those that are uh, look, uh, listening to this on the, the, the podcast, share your thoughts, um, points that have been beneficial to you. To let us know, um, I'm gonna say all of them good for me. So <laughs> I'm gonna put all down there. And uh, uh, just you know, what's what's one thing I, you know, I haven't asked you that you would like to share uh, with everyone.
1: Well, this is kind of we've been hinting around it all night, and this is unorthodox, but I, I know my brother. Um, I'm just going to say this. For those of you, um, keep the number one thing the number one thing. Um, and some people on your channel, I don't know, you may not be saved, um, and so I don't know who I'm talking to, but I would just ask you to really think long and hard about what's most important in your life. For me, Uh, That is my relationship with God, because that is the center of everything. And so I find that you can have a plan for how you want things to go, but that plan can easily be derailed. And so I found that not just because I want to safeguard myself from failure and disappointment, but I find a lot of joy just in making God my center. Um, I've avoided some other pitfalls. Um, i learned some some lessons. I've grown. I've matured just by making God, because God is a standard. You know, when you put God in your life, and when you make God your aim, you have no choice but to grow and to undergo a total transformation—not just a transformation in your business, not just a transformation in your home—but God completely challenges you to be transformed in every. Every, every area of your life. As a matter of fact, scripture says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that is a cons- constant uh, placing yourself as if uh, you're using the word of God as a mirror and you're looking at that and you say, oh man, I see the imperfections and, and, and I have to submit myself so that I can continue to grow. So that's what I would share to you. Some of you guys may be uh, um, you know I'm I'm good on the whole church thing right now. You know that was I'm doing my own thing. Okay, you know, do your own <laughs> thing. But when you when you hit a challenge, remember this conversation, because I find that when I carry God with me, it doesn't mean that we don't go through challenges, but we're prepared for the challenges because my hope is not in my goal primarily. My hope is not in what i feel i can do because you know my efforts can change my mobility all those all those things can change on a dime and so i find that my quality of life uh has improved internally uh, because you know i'm not trying to compete with nobody all i'm trying to do is is complete my course and i'm watching god um open things and i'm growing by leaps and bounds so that's all I'll say, sir. Thank you so much. you. what you're doing. Uh, it's exciting to see you have um, do some things on Facebook to now uh, seeing what you're doing on Instagram. And, you know, I, I pray much success for you, man, that you would grow uh, your viewership and all this because you've got some powerful things going on on your channel and what you're doing uh, through, to, to motivate people. So thank you, my brother. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for coming on. You've added value to my life instantly uh, tonight. So thank you for for what you've shared, the wisdom, the knowledge. Um, it, it, it it's had a an instant impact. Uh, in fact, as you're talking, <laughs> I got to change some stuff I got to change some stuff on my own. <laughs> that's how it, that's how it happens. But it's all good. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be submissive. Uh, so I'm gonna submit to God. So. Um, I, You know, if you, if you don't mind, I would like for you to pray. Those that are on, if you don't mind praying, uh, I will appreciate that.
1: God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment. I thank you for the, all the people that have been drawn to this channel. God, you know us because you created us. And regardless of what we think about where we are in life, God, you're able to reach us. God, you're able to show us your love. God, the love and fulfillment that I have in my life, regardless of what I've experienced, the pain and the suffering, the hardship, all those different things, God, you've given me greater. And I want the people, Father, that are listening to have greater. And even if they already have you living on the inside of them, God, I pray that you would show them sides of yourself they have not seen yet. God, as we go through this process of daily transforming, Father God, being transformed by the renewing of our mind, our minds being washed by your word. I pray, Father God, that we are prepared, Father God, uh, before we even know what the variables are. We're prepared to make the right decision. We're prepared to make the right choices. We're prepared to take on the right opportunities, God, and we're not deceived by all sorts of, sorts of flashy things that try to distract us and grasp our attention. God, our focus is you. God, our aim is you. Everything is secondary. God, I thank you for blessings coming in our life. I thank you for the things that we put our hands to uh coming in, into fruition, God, and, and being successful. I thank you, Father God, that many of the people listening, Father God, that they will grow and do great things, Father God. But the great things that they do, Father God, let it be a billboard. Let it be a sign to draw people back to you, Father God, because only you can fully transform us. So we give you praise, glory, and honor in the senior son. Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. Uh thank Miss Anna for uh, <laughs> thank her so much for you know that that time. You know how all the family and stuff goes, bath night and all that stuff. So <laughs> I want to thank her too as well. So brother, thank you so much. You've added so much value uh to this live. And also to the podcast. So, thank you so much, sir. Have a blessed night. Thank you for praying for us. And um, God bless you. (laughs) Take care. Okay. All right. Bye.